Welcome to episode 13 of the Construction Engineering Show. Today, your training plan. When's the last time you thought about how your training's been going? Have you even thought about how your training's going? Let's get into it. Welcome back. If you're a subscriber or you've been here before, appreciate you coming back. Give it another listen. If you're new here, my name is Bob Hildebranski. I'm a civil engineer, 30 years of experience. You can binge listen on a few episodes prior to this if you need to know a little more. Maybe scroll back and listen to my elevator speech, which was an early episode. But we are talking. We talk construction. We talk engineering. We talk oversight of work. I uh, try to touch as many points as I can, but the whole goal of what I'm doing here is to try to imbue my knowledge onto you, the listener, hopefully the young engineers that are up and coming in the construction industry, looking for places to go, things to think about, means of improving yourself. But if you are a long-standing engineer like me, maybe you like just like sit around a table and listen to the people talk about the things that we do. So in either event, much obliged. Your time is important. And I really appreciate with the with the inundation of podcasts, new podcasts that are starting. It seems like um Seems like there's even more to listen to every week. It just keeps coming out. So long-winded, but thank you. Thanks for coming here. A couple of housekeeping notes before I get into the topic. You know, in the show notes, there's always a couple of links. I'll always leave a, a link link to be able to get in touch with me. It wouldn't take you 30 seconds to click on one of those links. Just drop a contact piece of information in there and type something up. If something's, something's out there that's of interest, please let me know. I'm always looking for stuff. I have... I have pages of things to be able to talk about, and that's all stuff that I want to talk about. But if there's things that you want to hear about, if you are a young engineer and working on a situation, working on a, on a, on a bar, going from the last podcast, if there's a bar you're trying to get over and would like a little free intel, a free advice from someone with some gray hair, um, you know, I'm certainly here for that. So feel free. Hit, hit one of those buttons. Just touch base with me. Drop me a quick note. And uh, as always, let me know how I'm doing. So let's get into today's topic, training. So if you know me, if you've listened to me, if you've read anything on the website, you know that I am a huge proponent of the need for training. So here's the question that I want to pose to you today. How well trained are you? How good is your training? How good is your training program? Do you have a training program? And you can apply those questions any, to any part of your life, any of your hobbies, any of your work-related functions, any of your activities outside of work, everything is based on ramping up skill sets to make you better. Do you have a plan? Do you actually have a plan for the areas of focus that, that you see as critical to either your workday, things that you do? Do you have a plan? Are you simply just going with the ebb and flows of whatever is thrown at you? without a plan and you're just ex kind of adding adding these random things to your mindset, your focus to your skill set, and that becomes a training plan. I have kind of been rallying about this for some time. I don't know whether or not as individual engineers, we certainly have to take it upon ourselves to put ourselves in the right position to have the best chance at solving problems, being effective parts of teams, managing teams, leading teams, leading um, what would you say, divisions of companies, it all rolls into our preparation. So let me ask you, are you preparing yourself or are you just gobbling up random pieces of information? 
to me, the reason this is so important to me is I am a huge believer in managing a training plan for myself, for me personally. Ask yourself the question, how are you personally planning out your training? Are you planning out your training? Do you have the expectation that someone at your company is planning out your training? Here's one for you. How often do you think about your training? I'm going to guess there's a pretty good majority of you that might say at annual review time, performance review time, right? They give you the 11 questionnaire to do your self-performance and what, what do you want to work on for this year? What's coming up for this year that you want to gain? And that's it. It's the snapshot. I'd like to go to a seminar on hydraulics. Okay, well, that's all right. So in December of every year, you think about your training and you think about the two things that maybe you want to add to that. Who knows if you've even thought up as a buildup to thinking about what do I want to add to my toolbox this year? That's the point and that's the focus is taking an active role in thinking about training has to start with all of us. We actually have to be an active participant in it. We've got to develop it. I used to always think about goals. You know, I've, I was a, I'm a Franklin Planner user. I've been using a Franklin Planner since 1989. And in that time, it was always going through your short-term and long-term goals. To me, thinking about training and thinking about goals, the kind of I, I guess they go part and parcel, but they're but they're different on a different scale because training is active. You, a goal is I don't know what do you want to I want to lose ten pounds. All right, well how am I going to do that? All right, I'm going to eat less. I'm going to exercise. That's simple. But if we think about training in a skill set, we think about our career development, and the trajectory of what we want to do. Building up is a it's a long haul. This isn't something that just happens overnight. Thinking about where do we want to go has to be has to be done by us. You shouldn't walk into your December performance review and just have two things that you want to work on. This should be a buildup. So I've assembled what I consider to be a five-step process for being able to get a training program going. The first step is probably the hardest one of that, and that's de determining our areas of focus. What is it that you want to add to your toolbox. And you hear me talk about toolboxes a lot, but I think that that analogy works extremely well. What are the types of knowledge areas that you need to have to be effective in your current day-to-day -day activities? That could be what you need today. It could be what you need next week. It could be what your team needs. It could be for what you want to accomplish over the course of the next five years on a long term. Only you can really determine that. But it takes some time to sit down just put some thought to it and figure out what are the focus areas that I want to get to. I've got several. I mean, I break mine down into into civil, general civil stuff, structural uh, safety, management, anything dealing with our state agencies. Those are my big blocks, my building blocks. I feed off of those to then be able to say, hey, look, if it's safety, what types of things do I want to work within the safety realm? If it's uh, emergency management training, what type of skills do I need to add to my toolbox so that I can be better with our group? So it's finding those big blocks. Then you start breaking down after that. This isn't a recipe sheet, and I bring this up because this is not, I'm not building this for you. This is something you need to build for yourself, but I think finding those initial blocks, get the big chunks together of what you want to focus on, that's step one. So step two is figuring out where you're going to get your resources to pull from. Now, if you think about any sorts of knowledge base areas, goodness gracious, how many, how, with, just with the internet alone right now, manuals, books, textbooks, podcasts, um, websites, 
different resources that you have access to. Think about the multitude that's there. This is kind of that, that double-edged sword. There's so much information to be able to pull from. You have to keep it. You have to vet it. You have to be able to find a narrower focus to be able to say, I'm going to use my state agency's uh, website as a resource. I'm going to use, you know, there's a few people that I follow podcast-wise. I really want to focus. I want to start taking notes as I'm listening to podcasts. It's those sorts of things. Hey, here's a few websites that, that I can use. Determining where those resources are becomes that next focus step is because if you don't try to narrow that down, it becomes the shotgun approach. You simply have too much information. I'm going to say this. You can potentially have too much unvetted information. You can have too much information coming at you from lots of different places that maybe you are not digesting or using in, a, in an efficient manner. So think about where you want to get your information from, dial those in, get them sourced out, and then add that to those areas of focus to be able to say, here's what I want to learn. Here's where I'm going to be able to pull the information from that I'm going to use when I'm when I'm tactically getting into my training. So that's that's number two is just preparing your resource. So number three is and and I use a sports analogy with this, but think about your training interval. You know anything on the physical preparation side, anything you're dealing in physical culture, sports, that training always has some sort of interval to it. You may be doing long distance one day, strength the next day, skill set or mindset the third. Your training as part of your technical work here as we are as engineers or construction professionals should follow that same deal. How often are you going to train? When's the best time for you to train? Are you a morning person? Can you can you fit that 30 minutes in in the morning? Is it best time for you? Is it better to do at night? After the kids have gone to sleep and the house is quiet, maybe you won't, that's the time for you to be effective. Hell, you could even you could say, you know what? When I eat my lunch during the day, instead of just droning out and watching YouTube videos and scrolling through uh, social media, I'm going to spend that 30 minutes at lunchtime by finding the article or reading a, a, a chapter out of a manual. So find that interval that works best for you. That's certainly step number three. So let's move into number four finding your selection method of what you want to train on. How are you going to figure out what you want to focus on? Let's go back to our topics we talked about already. You start with this broad spattering of topics. Let's just say it's safety. And you narrow that safety down into saying, here's five areas that I want to focus on. I have three resources to get to. How are you going to pick that? Which one are you going to do? I'm going to give you my take on this. You know, Certain people could say, I want to build a spreadsheet I want to have uh, things that are going to pop up on the screen that's going to tell me this is what I'm going to work on today. That may be for you. That could be pretty cool. You may be, you may be like me. I tend to be unstructured. I like to be able to have, keep track of what I'm doing on a weekly basis and just keep track of it loosely, but at least pull from my areas of focus. Just to jot that down on my weekly planner, these are the areas that I want to hit this week. You know, I want to hit, I'd like to do something on materials, uh, maybe maybe a bridge joint header type or read a manual or something like that. Maybe I want to look at a safety topic. I like to keep it loose. I don't like to feel that I've got to be pinned in as to what I'm what I'm planning on training for the week. Here's the thing, too, is you may have things crop up during the week that force you to want to dive into a topic just on whatever might be happening on the job site, whatever's happening around the office. That might stem something. And and here's here's a here's the, something I want you to keep in mind is Keeping it separate between what you're doing on the job for advancing skills or things that you need to do as part of your design or your construction activities 
versus branching out to saying, I want to add this. This is something new. This isn't a, a fire that I'm troubleshooting on the job site today. This is something additional that I want to add. To me, there's definitely a, a balance of that. You could say that if I'm looking up, uh, let's just say bridge joint strip seals, if I'm looking that up on the internet, does that count as training? Uh, well, if I'm doing it to advance my knowledge, then of course you could call it that. Am I doing that as part of my daily activity as being a construction engineer? Yeah, it's kind of that too. That's why I just like to keep it loose. I don't like to have a structure to it by saying, today I'm going to work on soils, tomorrow I'm going to work on steel connections, and then the third day I'm going to work on, I don't know, go ahead, traffic control or whatever it is. Figure out the method that works best for you in selecting it. But I think the key is just coming up with a dedicated, diligent type effort so that you make sure you get to check the box by the end of the day, be a, being able to say, you know, I accomplished something. I did. I picked up three. I sharpened three tools today. These are the three that I did. Looking forward to tomorrow to get in. So so that's, that's step four for me is determining the selection method. <laughs> step five is certainly... Take action. It's certainly, it's attack the training. It's getting it done. Making it something that you need to accomplish on a daily basis. Let's go to your interval. Is this a daily thing? It's an evening thing? Is it a few times a week? Whatever is comfortable for you, it has to be a dedicated effort. This is something that you have to want to tackle. In my mind, I, and we don't have our performance reviews come up in, in uh, June, so we're, we're mid-year when we do it. But I think a lot of you might be coming into the end of the year I don't know, Christmas reviews, first of the year, you might already have gone gone through this process already. This shouldn't be just like a one-off where every year I have to think about what I'm doing. That to me is, that's the antithesis of what we're trying to accomplish. I don't necessarily think that post-graduation, once you become, let's say, a construction engineer, that there is anywhere, anything that's out where there's a training plan that's set, like I'm talking about here, where you could effectively say, these are the things that I want to work on, and here's a roadmap to get there. A lot of this has to be intrinsic. A lot of this has to be you want to do it. You want to be able to put yourself into these training-type scenarios. This can be hands-on training. This can be education training. It can be whatever you think to make it. It could be visual training, You know, going out with the electricians, let's say, if you've never worked on roadway lighting or you haven't seen a cabinet getting put together by, by electricians, that could be your 30 minutes by just telling your resident engineer, hey, can I run over with the electricians? I hear they're trenching in cable today. I'd like to see that operation. Boom, there it is. You just added to your skill set, the training's done, and now you've become another part and another facet, another tool in your team's toolbox. That's my jumping off point today. Tools for your toolbox, but tools for your team's toolbox. Tools for your company's toolbox. If you advance yourself in three or four skill set areas, that's now a win for everyone who's involved. It's for you, it's your supervisor, it's your resident, it's your general foreman, it's your superintendents, it's your project manager, it's your vice president, it's the people that are around you. Start thinking about this not only for yourself because the intrinsic rewards are certainly something that you gain, you gain advanced knowledge, you build your resume, you build your toolbox, but don't forget your training influences a much wider array of people and, and uh, areas of your company that maybe you're not even thinking about. If you broaden that scope, if you figure out ways to be, advance your knowledge base that you can become a higher asset to the rest of your crew, I mean, that's, that, that's huge, right? That's huge. That's where a lot of this goes. 
We could talk about continuation education credits. We can talk about, yeah, I need to maintain my license. I've got to, if you're a license holder like me, you've got to do 30, 30 hours of training or continuing education every two years. Have you really focused on what you want to do with those hours or is it just getting on the, the internet and finding classes to take so that you can fulfill that role? Be diligent, be deliberate, be strategic, be tactical. Think of all those things and putting that, that model together. Get a plan together. Take action. All right, well, that's what I got for today. Jazzed up to talk about the topic. Here's what I've been holding out on you for. In the show notes, I've got a link to an article. I just posted an article that runs through these five, top, five uh, bullet points of setting up a training plan. You're going to see a couple of exhibits there, too, that might help you. And just you can see how I formulate my areas of focus, how I've assembled some stuff. It might be helpful for you. But you have to take this on by yourself right now. This isn't something that somebody can do for you. This isn't something that just finding an app or plunking something into a spreadsheet. I, I don't think it's that simple. I think the training is a very personal type thing. This has to be something that is focused on you. It's focused on the team that you're on, the company that you're on, the areas of the industry that you work in. There really is no one magic formula that says, here's the training plan for such somebody, somebody in this industry. I really think you have to dial this thing yourself. It takes effort. It takes time. It's going to take a little bit of patience to put it together. But I think once you get that together and you have that kind of roadmap for yourself, it's just a matter of executing the plan. And I think that's when you start you start to see yourself advancing. You see your knowledge base, uh, knowledge base advancing. I think that's important for all of us, not, not just me as an advanced engineer, not just for a young engineer in college or coming out of school. This is a lifelong deal. This is what we're in the knowledge. We are in the knowledge arena, but it's, it's part of what we do. Advancing that knowledge is something that that uh, we have to take upon ourselves to make happen. So, so check that not check that out. There's a link in the show notes to it, or you can head over to the website hildebranski.com. I say it all the time. There's plenty of resources in there for you as an engineer to be able to find some sort of vetted information that maybe helps you with your training. Use the search bar. Use a couple of the links that I have. Scroll through. Take advantage of it. It's there for you. And finally, I say it all the time. Check out the show notes. You'll see a link to my contact page, to my LinkedIn page profile. Reach out. I certainly want to hear back from you. Any feedback that you've got to the up or to the down, questions that you might have, topics you'd want to hear about. I always have a roll-up of plenty of stuff to talk about. Never can find enough hours in the day to be able to sit down, get behind the microphone and record these. I wish I did have more, but we're going to keep at it. So if there's something that you want to talk about, something you want to dialogue on, something you're working with or struggling with that maybe I might be able to lend a five-minute, ten-minute little chat to and, and help you along with that. I'm certainly willing to do that. So, so again, appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for the time. Talk to you on the next one.